back. We're here with Hunter Copeland live on Facebook and later on YouTube, later on podcasts, all that stuff. Thank you guys so much for coming in here and cramming into our. <laughs> we almost we almost got all of y'all. And John John's always just floating off to the side. He's a pretty tall guy, anyways, player, right? Man. That's right. <laughs> just yeah, the backup. I'm a bass player. Put it in <laughs> that's okay. Bottom. That's the bottom. They've always got another gig to go to, anyways, no right? That's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, thank you so much for being here. Like, uh, I'm excited about the show Friday at Straight to Ale. Y'all don't miss it. Miss it at the Benelux. The Benelux. I don't know. We'll find out Friday, I guess. But uh, this has been a minute in the waking or in the in the making. Uh, how long has the CD be like been in the uh, in the burner over there? Uh, John Scott, y'all think when did we start? Like a couple God. years ago, something like yeah, that. Yeah, half ago at least. Yeah. Because a couple of these tracks, like Note Kickers, performed over here like a hot minute ago, mm-hmm. and uh, they've have they gone through a lot of changes since then, or? Uh, some of them did. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was there was probably I think three or four that we went in and kind of recorded pretty much the whole songs mm-hmm. live. Uh, so we did them in, and I I was I mean we knocked it out like in, a, in an afternoon and just kind of <laughs> did it all live and um, so that was half of it. So those stayed pretty much oh nice pretty, pretty much the same. Was there a lot of prep work for that? Or are you guys just so professional that you're just like <laughs> oh it'll be. <laughs> No, I, I was actually going to make a point. It's like, y'all two were playing together, and you did a unison note, and it was like perfectly on pitch, and I was like, yes, this professional's tune. And they tuned to the, the instrument that can only tune to itself, I guess. But it, it was it was on point. You guys are all awesome. But uh, let me let me introduce people, or you can introduce yourself if you feel that way. But uh, Scott, the drummer, do you have any other titles in the band? Uh, no. No, wait, just, the, wait, just wait, wait. Do, wait, do you guys? Yeah, why don't you guys? Why don't you guys introduce? <laughs> he's, he's the social media monster. He, he's like the band manager too. The band, yeah. oh, okay. the band mother. Okay. The band mother. The band mother. The den mother. Yeah. He I'll did. He did call in an airdrop <laughs> earlier when we needed some mics. We're like, oh, we're short Tom mics, and he's like, I've got calls That's to make. True. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and they magically appeared. So get Scott gets things done. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys want to introduce Bobby over here? Bobby Blunt. Bobby Blunt. The, the double B. Do you ever get called the, the, like the, the new BB? Guy. I'm the newest. Uh, I do sometimes. Yeah. That, that's. Uh, I get called. I've got several. <laughs> you don't have to go at all. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So I'm 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 the uh, still the new guy. I guess this uh-huh. newest that they they've all been playing together. So it's been fun to you know get get kind of get in there and they're they're pretty. Uh, they're pretty pretty on point once I first, yeah, first time yeah. I played with them. So it, was, so it wasn't like, you know, everyone figuring it out together. Uh-huh. You know, they they sounded great first time I played oh, with them. Oh, for sure, you know, for so. sure. Were you into, like, a lot of this instrumental music before, or do you yeah. have a background in uh, other stuff? Or uh, You know, really, really all kind, kind of kind of music that, that I've played. But, I, but I, you know, I do. I love this kind of music. Mm-hmm. And um, I've actually, you know, I'm very – I feel fortunate um, just – kind of doing these things just being a part of because I've, I've even talked before I've, I've asked people I know saying hey hey you know hey you guys want to get together and do this sort of thing I'm, I'm primarily a, a guitarist actually uh-huh. but to be honest with you I, I would not be able to pull it off as well in my opinion and I'm not you know as, as Hunter does so it's almost a really cool thing to be a guitarist <laughs> and get to watch Hunter do it and be be a part of it in that for way sure, you know? for so sure for sure I enjoy it but yeah I love, love a lot of that music and so um, and Scott's good about we'll get to nerding out about 
different <laughs> in, instrumental or jazz or, or funk stuff and yeah and just different you know and he's like okay guys let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah someone's someone spotted a rush t-shirt back here and yeah. then i was like got some cred so that's good we tried. <laughs> of so, course so bobby also has an album coming out oh very cool um, When's yep. that coming out, Bobby? Uh, <laughs> the pressure we, we is on. Finally, yeah, we're finally like him. It's been doing a long time, and we're finally mm-hmm. almost we're at the fin- you know kind mm-hmm. of finished line. I've, I've said that for a long time, but <laughs> and it, but you know he was making his record at the same time I was, and we were both making it. You know, uh, with, with Jim Cavender's label, and, oh, and awesome. he was producing both. So you know, I, I would startlingly fresh. Yeah, yes. I get all yeah. those. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well done. And so I would, I, you know, we'd go in there, and I was like, play me some Hunter stuff, you know. And I uh, like, hey, I heard some of your stuff the other night so we, you know we were kind of been simultaneously i was a little i was a little you know hurt he got his album out first but you know mm. that's maybe he started first i don't know we'll, we'll you can't like steal all the ideas and use them i guess you could but then they'd already be out there so yeah <laughs> but we have the hunter copeland over here too uh the the man with the the name to run this whole album and this whole shebang <laughs> Did you did you ever think about uh this band as a different name did you ever have any prototype names that just got thrown well, out. <laughs> no, not right. I mean, it, the the it, so we had the note kickers, uh-huh. and it just happened. So we came together kind of from recording John's album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then John, I had some ideas, and John was like, "I think you were the one that kind of gave me the idea. You ought to think about recording." Right. So it never had. I guess it was just the note kickers, and we just happened to do two of mm-hmm. our own things. One day we're going to record a note kicker CD. Yeah. But oh yes, uh, I look forward to that. Day. Um, we'll get there once we get all this other stuff but you can definitely tell like y'all have been playing together for a while too especially the rhythm section like being on point it always helps any auxiliary guys that come in i know because it's like you don't have to worry about oh where's that one at or any of that stuff (laughs) it does not be a problem uh we talk about that all the time is like and you could answer this too but i know when i'm playing bass Mm-hmm. If the drummer, I mean, the drummer makes all the difference. So mm-hmm. if, if the drummer is not where it needs to be, it's it's not a lot of fun to play bass. The bass. And then it, and then if the bass and drummer are both there, everything else is kind of we all happy. Yeah, yeah. And Shelly, who approached you about this outfit? Were you at the shows or <laughs> this young man right uh-huh, here? Uh-huh. Everybody that's in here, he don't talk to us about us being in here. Nice. He got a connection to us all. Yeah. Perfect. I, I, so Shelly and I play in Juice. So I see Shelly ah. usually every Saturday for yes, this time of at year. At least but... two times a week. <laughs> yeah, y'all are busy. I mean, I've seen it, seen up on the billboards and stuff, doing doing lots of shows. What do y'all enjoy playing together at Juice? Like, are there any? I know they play all sorts of music, right? It's like a, a huge when variety. We, when we start out, though, we usually start out with a little jazz, mm-hmm. and um, the jazz flavor get us warmed up for the you know the standards and everything. But I really love jazz. Right, right. And you brought all the saxes to the thing, so that was uh, that's always awesome. Hunter, that's how Hunter hooked up that album. I had, mm-hmm. to, I had to, he made me bring all my horns. <laughs> all of them? How right. many is all and of them? Because three part harmony on there. And, <laughs> and I can't tell the difference between them. I just think they look really good. <laughs> <laughs> it, it Get the medium small in the yeah. small. Uh, yeah. Oh, he got one more that he wanted me to bring. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you should get a bigger chunk if you did like four or nah, five tracks. Nah. I'm happy. I'm very happy. <laughs> was there what about any particular track on the uh, the album that you were really digging, Shelly? <laughs> what was the name of the one we just got through doing? Bob's Jam. No, the other one. I love Bob's Jam. Early morning. Early morning. Yes, yeah, early yeah. morning. I love that sound. Shelly played. Um, so one thing about recording with Jim Cavender, 
you might think you're coming in to record one thing, mm-hmm. and when you get there, <laughs> it, it, it might be something else. And uh, so when Shelly got there, he had some, you might can explain it better than me, but he, he had several up. parts, and so okay. Shelly kind of made himself into a horn section. So he played the harmonies with himself. And Well, they, they had the parts um, written out for me to play. There mm-hmm. was no they. It was Jim Cavanaugh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, elves. I was there. I Jim, Jim know what he's doing. And he, yeah. He's oh, got yeah. a lot of patience. Because at first I wasn't, I had too much vibrato in there. He, he mm. just started all over again until mm-hmm. he finally got it right. Right, right. And uh, with like so many layers too, your vibrato can My start. Vibrato yeah, <laughs> I had to take them out on each track that we did. Oh yeah, yeah, and just like kind of run over it. Well, I know Jim has recorded in some like uh, all sorts of venues, and I know he he's got an ear for rooms and stuff. Did y'all like do a lot of uh, work just in the studio, or did you go out and like record multiple places? Or I think we did everything in his studio uh-huh. actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it worked out great. I mean, it yeah. just you oh know, yeah, kind of getting to the point where I where I think you know the space is kind of secondary if you got somebody like him, yeah, and then the people making the music are all into it. it Oh, for you sure. Know, the the room, you know, and I actually preferred it. Not that I've been in a lot of studios, but to like bigger kind of fancy places. Mm-hmm. To me, this is more comfortable and relaxed, and I, I liked it a lot better. Well, sometimes you're in one of those like uh, giant plexes with everybody's in their own little booth, yeah. and it's kind of like uh, fish tanks or something. Yeah. And you're like, I can I see people having a heated argument, but I have no idea what they're saying because it's totally silent in here or something. <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. what's what's going on over there? It's, it's like they'll clue me in in a second, maybe. But <laughs> <No>. and we, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like, don't tell him. <laughs> But of course we have John Onder over here in the in the corner with so many so many so fast so many bass tones it's so good man uh, I'm just gonna say amazing work but uh, were were you always into like playing a more than a four string bass or did that come like later on? No, I've had one forever. That's the only bass I have. Oh really? So, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So you know it well. Is there any is there any like good notes or bad notes on it? Each bass has their own. Uh, it's it's They're pretty flat all the way yeah, across. Sometimes I can manage to find a lot of bad notes. This mm. <laughs> <laughs> called jazz. I got right? a knack. <laughs> That's what I say. If you mess up, you just say it's jazz, jazz dude. Yeah, it's jazz, it's all jazz. <laughs> but speaking of jazz, like Jim Cavender did a lot of his early work on jazz uh, tunes and stuff. Okay. Uh, do, are y'all familiar with any other stuff he's done? I'm pulling a blank, but uh, I don't know. I like um, I like Trio El Camino. A lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really didn't know, like, I didn't know that band very well, and we saw them play somewhere we played. Anyways, I was like, oh my gosh, these awesome band. And so, mm-hmm. from there, I kind of listened to some of his other stuff, but it's great. Oh, yeah. jazz stuff is great. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Jazz yeah. Review, and then he used to play in the jungle 20-something mm-hmm. years ago, and man, he's always been awesome. Oh yeah, and he's been around a minute. He knows like he knows all the good guys to call. I'm sure for an album. But the first track we're going to talk about, the Boom Boom Room, the title track. Uh, is there such a thing as a Boom Boom Room? Is there? So, <laughs> is it so, named after a place? Well, so, so where I saw it, I was I was in Tuscaloosa in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I, I guess restaurant slash bar. I I don't know what you call it, but at the back of the room there was this door that was closed, and there was this guy sitting next to it, and above was a sign that said the Boom Boom Room. <laughs> 
And so, I, of course, I had to walk over there, and the guy let me look in there, and it was this kind of nasty looking. You know, it was a college kind of hangout. Kind of nasty, not fully nasty. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's this big concrete room okay. filled with speakers, and you know, after like ten o'clock at night, they go in there, and I don't. Know, I guess they have a DJ or something. But anyways, well, I thought you meant they like try to get the guy was too drunk. They just like push him in the boom boom room. It's like just just let him soak it right. in the base for a little while, and then right. he'll come stay. Staggering out, go straight home, you know? (laughs) Well, that's cool. Was it like techno in there? Like, what goes on in the boom boom room? Do you know? (laughs) So, I'm old, so I was there before anything was going on there. Uh, But probably that's what it was. And I just thought it sounded cool. Now, um, I was at work the other day, and this guy, we were talking about it, and he said, Hey, man, you know the boom boom room? That that sounds dirty. I was like, what are, you, what are you talking about? And so we Googled it. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, so. <laughs> it's kind of like the bathroom to some people, put it, to put it lightly. Yeah, so I won't go into that, but I, I didn't really think about all that. It was, I just thought it sounded cool. Well, so, thanks for letting uh, us know. Yeah. You might get a weird Google fan base, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's, like, as uh, long as they buy CDs, you know, yeah, it's successful, yeah. right? Right. But, uh, yeah, y'all got straight to Ale booked up. This Friday, don't miss it. Uh, that, that'll be a good show. How long is the show? I, I know y'all are starting at 7. Are you going all night in two hours? A couple hours. Yeah. All right. Very cool. And uh, you, you wanted, I wanted to ask you about the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation that some of the money's going to and, like, how you got started with that. Yeah, so so when, um, when I started this project, I knew that um, it was going to cost a little bit of money, and I kind of wanted to make sure that if I use that money on something that was sort of selfish for me that I also wanted it to kind of have a purpose besides me. Mm-hmm. And so probably, uh, God, this is terrible, but probably three or four years ago when my daughter was younger, my youngest daughter was diagnosed with diabetes. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, it just changed her whole life. I mean, it, of course, especially her. And um, so that was the first thing that kind of jumped in my mind is, hey, if we could do something for the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, uh, that's what I wanted to do. And so um, that's what we're going to try to do. And it really is a cool, um, they're making progress with stuff mm-hmm. that's going to help people like soon, you know, not not like way off in the distance, right. like people that are alive now. Like and if, kids, and so. if, yeah, and if you like get something uh, disease treated early, you know it's going to help them down the line too. Mm-hmm. And it, you had to get started somewhere, and mm-hmm. the money that's coming in now, even though it might not help those now, but you know the future is still coming, and so you got to get started just mm-hmm. to be able to accommodate the future. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's I I don't know numbers or anything, but I know it's been like a huge uptick in juvenile diabetes um, all across the U.S. specifically too. Uh, yeah, especially so. There's type 1, which is juvenile diabetes, especially type 2 is bumped up really mm-hmm, high as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah. Well, that's awesome. And uh, so, is your daughter a big fan or is she? She, hates <laughs> she it. just told her. She's <laughs> <laughs> no. like, oh, dad's playing guitar again. No, uh, I'm going to go watch YouTube at the yard or something. <laughs> so, so, we just moved into a very much smaller house. And so, when I practiced, my whole family kind of has to listen to it mm-hmm. oh. and then so to get in the car and then to put on something like that they're kind of like you know we, we've heard this already. <laughs> and, and we, uh, you know, so it's, it's but this is the good version this is the shined up version but we tried to pick out some cover <laughs> songs to do friday that okay you know, um i'm kind of a closet usher fan mm-hmm. <laughs> 
No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Don't look at Shelly. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed either. (laughs) (laughs) I am not a cause of fear. Anyway, so we're we're, uh, throwing in some songs that people Mm -hmm. will know as well as our own songs. Because we are going for like a couple hours, so we kind of want to mix it up. Right, right. For sure. Well, for those of you guys on uh, Facebook, thanks for joining us. For those of you on the podcast, enjoy the Boom Boom Room uh, from Hunter Copeland and his crew here.
next one, Adam and the Bull, we had to do some uh, some cleanup after that one, just to <laughs> clarify <laughs> clarify some some mentions. Yeah. But uh, how old is that track? <laughs> not not old. I mean, we, it was one of the later ones we did, so uh, we came up with it in the last couple years. Mm-hmm. And uh, John and Shelly both get to uh, go a little crazy on this one. Is it always these two guys, or does it just kind of depending on how y'all well, feel? So it's it's so. So that song, I I came up with the first part, and then in the second part it was kind of empty. So John wrote a melody to that. So he wrote that song. Um, I mean that that part kind of made that whole section jump out. So mm-hmm. it was really cool. That's cool, and uh, I I like the way y'all play because you really do give space for each player. Which I mean, five piece band it can get raucous, especially using electronics. And you got Scott's power powerhouse playing you know so you gotta you gotta like watch out for each other you do really well on that but uh was were you always focused on the instrumental music do you guys do any like uh vocal songs or um if you heard me sing <laughs> uh I, I mean we play in bands he, that do vocal music he can uh, sing <laughs> oh yeah but at the same time He's about a guitar player. Still, <laughs> <laughs> we keep it real here. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> his power is in his playing. <laughs> I like that. You don't want to distract him, right? Yeah, you don't yeah. want to distract his guitar yeah, player. Singing just gets in the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I think we all play in bands that um, mm-hmm. do vocal music. Um, I just thought it'd be fun to try to make songs, try to figure out how to make songs interesting without vocals. Mm-hmm. And I found as I get older that lyrics are harder and harder to uh, to write for me. What do you think? Um, Is it just me? Yeah, well, <laughs> they're harder hard for me to hear. <laughs> this is my hearing. I can't hear people talk, but... Uh, yeah, not, not not necessarily for me. I, I think as, as, as I get older, just because I... I practice it more and more you know and i'm doing it but uh sure but i think because of that I mean, like especially as a singer and a lyricist it's refreshing to not have to worry about those things <laughs> yeah. so right really right sit down and you can really concentrate on the you know mm-hmm. kind of, especially in a band like this the dynamics of everybody playing yeah together yeah and you know, which is great so. do you hear lyrics behind any of the songs y'all play together though <laughs> you ever get tempted <laughs> no i don't i don't really i don't they're, tend, they're yeah. full enough as it is yeah I, I, know, I don't i don't i don't guess i, I tend to think like that much um, mm-hmm. uh so, so you know even for me sometimes i'll, I'll hear melodies before i'll you know I, I, so it kind of goes the, the other things. direction yeah and, and then push it together so um yeah these are or his song, yeah, I get just like, it's like a vacation. <laughs> Loving it. That, that's interesting you asked that because we saw uh, Paul, Paul Gilbert, Gilbert. Yeah. Like, mm. a few weeks ago. Yeah, so he was doing mm-hmm. instrumental music, but almost before several songs, he would sing, like, hey, this is how this, like, they had, some of them had actual lyrics. lyrics yeah. Yeah. But he just played them on guitar instead of singing them. Mm-hmm. So oh, nice. I would have never thought of. And they were hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he's awesome. He's got some For funny sure. songs. Yeah, I mean, very, he's a really yeah, well written. Yeah. I guess it comes through like uh, the comedy comes through with like the it's notes after exactly that. But right. well, Bobby, I wanted to ask you a little bit. Uh, did you find a certain sound that worked really well with this band, or are there any like certain yeah, keys patches you go after for this kind it of music? Does. It takes, um, you know, just just having listened to it. Um, and you know, especially I guess someone we were recording it uh, a lot of a lot of times, especially with this music, since there is no vocals, everything's about instruments. About a lot of times to me, staying out of the way. Mm-hmm. And so um, you know, 
since everything I'm doing is Oregon, you just kind of use the draw bar settings to, you know, and I kind of do a little, you say on the, on the fly, but, but I kind of know, you know, on my draw bar settings enough to know, he's like, okay, well, this is going on. So I'm going to back this up here mm-hmm. a little bit. And, um, and again, you've got, you know, volume pedal. So if you would think when things get more intense, you can push that and you can get the Leslie kind of moving fast. Right, right. You know, it sounds like that. So I, I do try to think very, uh, to be honest with you, I probably think about that that sort of dynamic as much as I do uh, the, sort of the notes and everything. Right, because the right. way I, you know, just the way I view the organ. I mean, if you if you're an organist like you know John Medeski or Jimmy Smith or something, that that's one thing. But for a lot of times, the, the organ is such a textural, it just has this yeah. beautiful textural thing. And so a lot of times for me, it's not about kind of showing chops. It's like really just kind of right. elevating and getting this everything else. Filling those spaces. The songs are great and there's always so much great interplay already going on. Mm-hmm. You know, so. I don't know why, but like when I hear organ, I think of Southern music too. I don't know if it's directly like linked in any way or if there's proportionally a, a, a link there, but I always like feel like uh, the Dozens was a band from around here and they always had uh, a B, uh, B3 player. I think it was B3. Um, but it's like it just it just has a southern texture to it, which is yeah. cool for me. But Scott, I want to ask you about your uh, wardrobe here. You've got you've got a designer. I do shirt. It's I was just wondering. <laughs> he's he's had it's it on for like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, he never takes well, this one off. It. I just got it. Is it signed by the artist or is it? This is um, so <laughs> since I since I became a father, mm. my. My wonderful wife and my children have collaborated every year to give me a shirt that incorporates their footprint or their handprint. Okay. And so this is this. Oh, year's, I see it now. Yeah, oh my this gosh. This is this year's edition. It's so I have upside down there. This is my son. And the, yeah. the the cool thing about this is they still get they still do it. He's twenty four. Mm-hmm. The middle one. Let's see. I get this. It was right. like it's pretty good line art. I mean, this yeah. is some skills the going young, on. The youngest one is almost eighteen, but they still go to the trouble to do this for me. That's every awesome. Year, so. That is so cool. So yeah, kind of. I like I'll, this is my favorite shirt right now. Yeah. I thought they were that decapitated when I first saw. I thought it was like one of the bloody heads of Star Wars <laughs> characters, like the under the sea Star Wars thing. Yoda. Yeah, he's got his eyes closed. So he could go either way. There. <laughs> uh, I never thought that. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I it's where Bobby's brain is here. But for those of y'all listening to the podcast, check out Adam and the Bull.
next one, early uh, morning get down. It seems like uh, there is a motion to signify this song. We won't do it on the on the air, but <laughs> I saw John doing the the motion that can only be yeah. the morning early morning get down. <laughs> He's acting coy. But uh, what, when do y'all put this in a set? Is this a uh, cool things off? Is this like uh, in the middle of the set or what's what, where do you throw this one? Uh, Scott, I'd, have to, I'd have to go. Look you gotta at ask this. the band manager. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we we have put this one in the set, haven't we? Yeah, uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember where it fell. I don't either. Right, right before the uh, solo. And the, <laughs> yeah, where I play eruption. And, yeah. So uh, good. So anywhere, really. Any any time is a good time for an early morning you just get you down. Cigarette after. You yeah, of fun. course. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great yeah yeah i mean it's a family show right <laughs> the birth rate is down y'all gotta make more music i think is uh, how that goes there i do but. think you have to be careful probably about placing that because <laughs> the chorus is so epic you know like yeah and she's got that great disco groove mm-hmm. to it and mm-hmm. like like you don't want to come off on something super like it'd be you know, mm-hmm. kind of a letdown after the, you know that. That's, yeah, that's yeah. A, you know, it's it's a, get, gets moving. Assistant constantly. band manager, <laughs> <laughs> you've been promoted. Bam, right there. Jeez. Two days, you know. Two, you know yeah. <laughs> You're hired. I don't know how these guys feel about it, but it seems like a good system <laughs> to me. It's it works. It works. <laughs> but yeah, and uh, I was gonna ask you guys before we play this next track. Is there any one piece of gear that like changed the game for you? We'll start over here with Scott. The guy who hits stuff for fun, uh, Scott. Is there anything that you like you wanted for a long time? And you finally got, or like you just uh, once you got it, you're just like, yes. No, I guess no, not really, not really. I mean, I finally got a decent drum kit. About I've not always been a drummer. Okay. So I was a I was a rhythm guitar player and a bass player for many many years in in some bands in college and even back here for a little while in the mid nineties. Um, I always wanted to be a drummer, so I started playing drums kind of in earnest about 15 years ago. Started playing with these guys about 10 years ago at church. So, so what was like? What's the kit you started on? Oh, it was some trash. It was like, hey, honey, <laughs> the kids need a drum kit for Christmas, <laughs> and we could get this one, and they could learn to play it. And they didn't. I was the only one that played it. But um, but no, sneak attack. The, you know, I like it's, it. it's, it's I've, I've changed the setup a little bit over the years and um, found some. This is really kind of the most comfortable setup I've had. Really and truly, probably the the biggest thing that I found was the sticks that I used. Oh, really? I experimented a lot with the sticks. Mm-hmm. And I found their Steve Jordan um, Dick Firth signature sticks, and they're just kind of the right diameter and length and everything. It took me a while to find them, but um, but I, they're very comfortable playing those. Heck yeah. How many pairs do you have now? Do you uh, just, are you one of those? I've got one pair, or is there one of those? I, I have twenty. Broke, <laughs> when we were warming up, I broke a brand new stick when we got in here. But I, I yeah, I don't keep many. Right, I, right. I play them until they wear down too much, and I can't mm-hmm. play them anymore. But I don't keep stockpiles of them now. All right, well, Bobby, you're up next. You got any secret, secret sauce? Uh, yeah, <laughs> not, and not necessarily pertaining to this. As I said, I'm primarily a, a, a guitarist, and I, I am kind of a gearhead. But I'm one of these guys. I was talking to my friend about it the other day. I, like I hate everything 
I'm not saying I hate everything, but everything I own is just either broken or it's got this thing. And he was like, well, why don't you get rid of it? I'm like, well, because I know how it works. You just hit it three times and then it, I just, I <laughs> yeah, have, yeah. Like even the, even the organ out there, it starts distorting for no reason. I have to like switch it, and I, but I just know it and I just can't. Um, I know you were so, explaining so, your pedal, and I, I definitely did not understand. Well, I have to a, admit now, but it's like it worked out in the end. So yeah, well, it, it, <laughs> but a few years ago, I bought a, um, I bought a, uh, a, a Martin HD twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I play play guitar around town with uh, my friend Neve Weinberg, and she had one for years, and I was always playing it at her house. I was like, I, I just, and it's one of those things where, and I've had some acoustics in it, but it is one of those guitars where. You know, whether just writing or playing, it's one of those. It, it sounds so good, and just the vibrations feel so good mm-hmm. with playing it. Like you want to play, like you go play it. it like you get in a bad mood, and like I've got to go play my guitar. <laughs> it's not even. And so, it, and so, I'd probably probably say my my Martin is probably my most. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> Does it make you want to sing? Is it got the right? Whoops. Yeah, well, com- completely. Yeah, and a lot of times Martins. T- you know, of course, they're like bluegrass and the people mm-hmm. loud things like that because they're meant to kind of cut over fiddles and banjos and everything yeah. but i think i think those have a great kind of kind of uh, tender quality to them like a lot of times people like gibson uh doves and songbirds for that thing um but i i'm, I'm a singer and so i sing with it con- constantly yeah but, very cool now, i don't think any instrument competes with how much songwriting has gone on on the acoustic guitar it's got a pretty good history yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> well next next up hunter what we got uh so i've always like i always We'll have a guitar, mm-hmm. sell it to get another guitar, and so over the years I've had strats and just all kinds of different guitars, and I always end up back with a Telecaster. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'd say that for me that would be it. It just seems to me it's just um, it seems so basic, but at the same time uh, you can get a lot of different sounds out of it somehow. And um, well, especially if you're using digital pedals and all this stuff, there's so much you can do, especially if you know how it works already. You know? Yeah. I just like the simplicity of it. Mm-hmm. For me, it just—they're uh, real nice. Um, yeah, any Telecaster. All right, Shelly, you got any Telecaster? <laughs> no, not Telecaster. Any piles of horns that I you prefer the other piles? <laughs> <laughs> I know he's got at least two or three. I got three horns that, that I love. I truly love playing. The, the soprano is the one that actually is the is the person that actually can go anywhere I want to. Uh-huh. And when I got it, I felt like I completed my arsenal. What? Uh, but then Bob came over here talking about a baritone saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> in my mind, I got to figure out how I'm going to get this baritone saxophone, mm. how I'm going to work in it. But the soprano, I always wanted to. Is it, was, it was the skinny one, the long one. Oh, uh, but it was the one that, uh, yeah, it's not Kenny G. Why are you about conversation? He's got a right. Train, right? John yeah, no, Coltrane, right? John Coltrane, on the cover of my favorite things, he's playing a, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like a psychologist. It's such an expensive horn that when I get it, I like to show it out. Yeah, no doubt. It's one thing I can, it takes me out of my shyness. When I go on the soprano, I like to act a fool. <laughs> pretty much um well you can can you bend on that one like pretty good or is it like uh it pretty much makes the nose bend but it's it started out so high you don't have to do much of nothing right it just, just blasts through got. right yeah it's it's it's, a, it's an attention horn you, you play it, you <laughs> attention horn that's different than other horns no the other one just blends in okay but when i get on the soprano you notice i'm always on top of everybody <laughs> sounds good well i'm definitely pro barry but i i i feel bad for uh in 
what do you call it? Enabling people to buy giant instruments, but you're bassist, like, you're biased with that. Bass. Right, right. It's like, oh, I'm stuck in a van. Why shouldn't everybody else yeah. like have to drive a van? If, if you go walk around with a baritone saxophone, you're gonna find very few places to play it. Again, yeah. will. And then you got your love for it. It better be strong because it's just like carrying around this bass right here. Yeah, it's 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 gonna occupy a lot of space and a lot of your time. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's not cheap, like getting into buying them or just servicing. Like it's nothing cheap about it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's small to big. Where cheap does not come play. Well, I, John, the reason he says this is me is I have a 13 year old son that plays saxophone, and he kept saying, "I want to, I want to get into baritone." And I was uh-huh. like, "That seems like a weird thing to be wanting to get, especially at your age." Yeah. It's like, no, man, I've got, I've heard about, I gotta have. And so we have, I want a saxophone as tall asking, as me. Yeah, I'm always asking Shelly like <laughs> advice, and I'm like, "Does you get a baritone?" And Shelly's like, "Wants a baritone." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let, him, let him, let him see. What he baritone. <laughs> yeah, he, he loves it. He played it for the first time. You know, his you know saxophone teacher you go over there. She's like, "Well, here you can play." And of course, the wall starts shaking because that sound. He's like, "Yeah, that's." <laughs> that's, that's I'll right. train my lungs. If he get in the marching band, he's gonna get a sax. He'll get out. Change immediately. After the first thing, um, I, I did the baritone uh, in the jazz man. Alto is the one that I, I went to through most of my life schools. Yeah. But John's a one bass guy. But is there any other <laughs> any other tools you pull out of the box or changed it up for you? Well, I don't really. I haven't really thought about it. But it's funny because uh, I have one bass and one acoustic guitar, mm-hmm. and they have something in common. And I just thought about this. The the bass, I never thought I could acquire that bass, and because of Mark Torstenson mm-hmm. at the fret shop, and how genuinely nice a person he is, he made that happen for me. And guess what? That's I got my acoustic. Awesome. So this is not a commercial for the fret shop, but yeah, because of the integrity of the owner and just good small business, uh, just taking care of people mm-hmm. but that's what both those have in common and if it weren't for that then i wouldn't have either so i love both my acoustic and my six string bass did he see something in you to make it possible for you to have that bass he it's a it's a long story and i don't want to waste the whole podcast <laughs> but he knew i wanted it and someone else had it and when it came in he it, it took over a year it, wow. and, and he called me and said, I know that you're not real happy with the bass that you own. How about you just swap it straight out for this one? Wow. And it yeah. was, it's my dream. Did you still get that? That's huge. Yeah, and, and, he, and it was, nobody else would do this. Everybody else would just say, how can I make some more money? Right, but right. He was just, uh, and it just. And he, I remember when you got that, and you have not had another bass. No, just, <laughs> how long has that been? I mean. At least 20 years. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. Can you tell mean? us the type and everything? Is this... uh, it's a modulus graphite six-string bass. Modulus uh. is out of business. Uh, okay. It's a, it's a really nice uh, modulus. So is the, fr- yeah. the graphite, is that the body of the frets? or the, the whole neck is graphite, so it just doesn't really, it's very steady. It doesn't nice. change with the, the temperatures. Yeah, that's... It's very much... That's huge down here. I mean, everybody who lives in the South knows about playing in the South. Yes, and like, play. We know quite oh, a bit about the yeah. change in that temperature. <laughs> yes. But <laughs> up next, y'all are about to hear Early Morning Get Down.
talk a little bit about the Friday show the CD release August 2nd if you want to count numbers for two days uh, but these guys will be over there at 7 p.m. Uh, are tickets available at the door or how's that stuff work yeah, you can come to the door and it's a five dollar uh, cover charge and then if you want a CD we'll have those and again they're gonna be uh, ten bucks and that ten dollars goes uh, straight to JDRF yeah so, that's awesome yeah and we're gonna play like I say a couple hours um, we're going to try to mix in some songs people know and uh, food, drinks, cool atmosphere, mm-hmm. halfway it's... decent music. You know? <laughs> so, anyways, I'm hoping it'll be a good time great for music. everybody. Great music. Yeah, Straight to Hell, I mean, they've got so many venues there now. It's really cool. I mean, yeah. you can walk around Straight to Hell for a whole day or something. Or Clinton Avenue, at least. You've got other stuff going on there, too. And this looks like a really cool room that they're mm-hmm. starting. It opens up, so they're, depending on the weather, they'll open it up to the beer garden outside. And Very nice. It looks, looks like it'll be real nice. So That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you guys again for coming in and talking thank with you. us. It was a lot of fun, as always. Hope to see you soon in, in any form. Whichever bands y'all bring in, you're all great <laughs> players, so it'll be fun. But uh, before we go, y'all want to sound off with your favorite spices before we go? Oh. Like, uh, most used, MVP, whatever. We're going to start over here. He's thinking hard, but <laughs> they put him on the spot. Come, come back to me. Okay. I'd, I'd go basil. Spice. Are you talking about real spice? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking oh, about real spice. I'd go basil, uh, especially if I grew it at home. Uh-huh. Um, I also like crushed red pepper. Does that count as a spice, or is that yes. Okay, People come in here and they say pepper or, or just salt, and we're like, uh, fair enough. I mean, it's... <laughs> That'd be my two. <laughs> All right. Who's up next? Who's the spicy? Uh, posh Spice. Posh Spice. Oh. This is pretty good. Oh. <laughs> just hot, hot sauce. Just hot sauce. Any hot sauce? Um, Does it have to be a certain color? Does it have to be is it like it a red, the red stuff or the green, green stuff? Not, green. No yeah. green sauce. <laughs> See, but I knew there was something to it. That'll work for me. Tabasco? But, yeah, Tabasco, as long as it's not green. Mm-hmm. Texas Pete? Just... Do they have I green do Tabasco? Have no for the Texas Pete. All right. Okay, that's not green anyway. All right. That's, that's clear red. sauce. I think that's, it's like got its own like... red so that you know it's hot sauce. Okay. Right. There's something in there. Yes. <laughs> <Except> just like <laughs> vinegar. Something about the green one. Just, I don't, it's hot, <laughs> but it's something about it. <laughs> it's not hot sauce. <laughs> we found Jelly's Wiggers. <laughs> Don't nope. bring him the green sauce. I'm going to get you for Christmas. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Bobby, what's up? Uh, I think, uh, you know, I haven't seen it recently. I didn't find an order online, but McCormick makes it sometimes, but it's uh, like Saigon roasted cinnamon. And mm. it, is, it, is, it is so great. You put that in a, a savory dish or like a noodle not, dish? Not or like what you would put it in you that? Know, you, yeah, you'd, you know, you put on like a, a sweet potato or something like that. Oh, okay. but, but it But it is just, it is a great, it, it's just a, it's especially a during the ho- holidays, you know, you yeah. can do other things. And then I guess another one I would have to maybe mention is uh, smoked paprika, which is kind of a secret ingredient I use a lot mm-hmm. when I'm cooking. And it kind of goes along, like just adds a great depth to all, all kinds of dishes. Oh, um, nice. Chili. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, chili, yeah. It's great. It makes it's it, like, it gives it a, it gives it the illusion almost that it's been cooked. 
long right than right it has, you know so that's yeah. my only regret with spice raiders we've been around for like five years and we haven't had a chili cook off yet oh. i'm like what are we doing like what are we really doing next but year, it, next year. <laughs> yeah it's coming y'all are entered too enter? yeah each band is gonna have to bring a thing of chili i guess it'll be like a battle of the bands <laughs> but it'll just be about chili you know hey it's all good okay. a lot of hot sauce in it though oh yeah <laughs> no thing green no green <laughs> Well, you Scott, you figured out anything? I think I'm gonna go with cinnamon, just basic, not not this special side. <laughs> not uh, smoked, yeah, come on, man. burnt. I'm burnt. talking, I'm talking Walmart, <laughs> Great Value, Kroger cost cutter. What about a cinnamon you know, stick? Just just a little <laughs> you chew on the cinnamon some, and a little sugar. What about one of the cinnamon yeah, yeah. stick that you just sprinkle that over some toast and butter. And, oh, okay. oh man, that's good stuff. Yeah, but you got to be careful with cinnamon, especially straight cinnamon, because it's so easy. Always You're like, this is a, this is plenty of cinnamon, or Always this is a little. Yeah. <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The th- southern ethos for cooking. Just put sugar in it. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> but thanks again, guys. We'll see you next time on the Spicecast. Thank you guys for joining us. And we'll see you Friday night at Straight to Ale. Y'all want to say our tagline, keep it spicy with me? Sure. After three? You ready? See ya. <laughs> One, two, three. Keep, Keep it, it spicy.
This has been a production of Spice Radio Huntsville, a nonprofit based in Huntsville, Alabama. You can donate to Spice Radio by going to spiceradiohuntsville.com and clicking donate. If you have a line on great music, events, or art in the Tennessee Valley, tell us about it at spiceradiohuntsville at gmail.com. Join us on Facebook to see live performances and interviews from our studio. And remember, you can stream the best local original music 24-7 on our website, spiceradiohuntsville.com. Thank you.